it's Megan. And Nicole. Welcome to It's Cool Us Too. Where we chat different parts about being a woman in your 30s and realize honestly, we all go through the same shit, just from different angles. <laughs> I haven't even said anything. How's it going? It's good. I'm laughing about myself. I'm in my own little bubble. What did, what did you do? What did you do? I was just like, before we were coming on, like, before, well, as it was counting down, just going and like under my breath, singing Miley Cyrus. The new Flower song, it's so good. I know. I thought for some reason that her whole album had dropped. No, deeply um, disappointed. So I got like really excited. And then I was like, okay, it's only one, but it's good. Yeah. Um, it is my anthem. I love it. I'm so happy. I love that it's about being like an empowered single woman. It's um, everything we because, stand for. Yeah, it's a dumpster fire out there right now in the <laughs> app world. <laughs> As we just talked so it's about nice off to pod. Be like, Yeah, we don't have to be in a relationship to love ourselves. No. I saw something. This has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but I saw some sod. I saw something on TikTok that this guy was like, listen, it's like everyone, of course, would love to be in a relationship. No one's saying that like being single is better than being in a relationship. I think everyone wants that person. They want a partnership. They want that. But being single is better than being with the wrong person. Totally. Right? So that's the caveat. I also think all the time, and I mean, Tinks has a lot of advice that really sticks with me but you mean our queen and it's definitely our queen (laughs) we love you tanks but i mean she has a lot of advice i don't even think this was like originally from her but she repeats it all the time where she says you have to look at like the whole picture Mm -hmm. like you can't just look at like oh i want to be in that relationship or i want to i want to have a relationship like that it's like you would have to swap full lives with someone to be able to take on what they have and all of their experiences and all the things they've been through. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love, I love me. I wouldn't want to swap. Same. So if that means me is single right now, I'm just going to say me is single. Me is single. Okay. We're losing What's going it. on? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> How, Tinks um... also did, um, she, sorry, just one more thing. Tinks put out a really good like reframe on dating episode either yesterday or today. So if you're looking for a way of feeling less alone in your singleness, yeah, please check her out. I don't know what, what the sound I just made was. I like went to go blow a raspberry and then just like stuck my tongue out without doing anything. That was weird. Okay. How's your week been? Yeah, pretty good. Work's really busy right now. I ended up having some wine with Sam um, on Sunday night, which was nice. Sunday day was really productive. I have two uh, like big workout classes planned for Thursday after work and Friday morning. And I'm like pretty scared <laughs> because one of them is a hit class and it's a core hit class. So it's like abs. And like I did one last week and basically the instructor is just like, okay, get on the treadmill, sprint. Okay, sprint faster. Okay, now jog. Now sprint faster. It's like very intense. Um, And you're paying for someone to talk to you like that. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, though, I wouldn't run like that if someone wasn't screaming at me. I would probably just be like defiantly being like, fuck you. I'm not running. I don't like being told what to do, though. I mean, but you're a... What's it called? What's yeah, the bike thing? Peloton. But they're Peloton. like twerking in the seat. They're being like very positive and they're like motivating you. They're not like run faster, you little shit. Like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. She, I should, I think I'm making it sound like she's worse than she is. She's definitely, oh. she wasn't screaming at us in like a mean way, but she was screaming at us to run. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I'm doing that this week, which is you know, what we're working up towards. And then I'm, I'm having a dinner with a colleague who I'm trying to seduce and to be my friend tomorrow night. So you may want to use different words if this is referencing someone you work with. <laughs> oh, it's fine. He's a wonderful gay man who is not, we've gone out together, like in a group. We've just yeah. never had 
dinner one-on-one before. So I'm pretty excited about that. I was like, hey, we should hang out. I felt really proud of myself. So You're like, dating for friends. Like, yeah, dating for friends. How's your week? How's your week going? Well, on that note, I had a friend date as well today with a new single friend. It was great. We went for lunch. We work across from each other. Um, I've known her for a while, but um, I haven't seen her in like years. And she's recently single. So we went for lunch today. It was great. I am definitely in the same boat where I'm like, I'm dating for friends and like want to meet other like single women. So it was awesome. It was really nice. And then work has been good. It's uh, very busy. I had a very productive weekend. I like assembled a bunch. I so. I did assemble furniture and it did go very well. So I felt very proud of myself. Whatever. Move swift, moving swiftly along. No need to focus on it. Okay, next time I come, if you need anything assembled, I'll do it for you because it is one of my like superpowers. I'm sure that you would be very good at it. And for anyone listening who's met me, they would know it's not one of my talents. We each have our own strengths. <laughs> not one of my strong points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it, I am glad it went well for you. Um, yeah. I'm moderately jealous, but yeah. I'm glad. It's fine. Just call me Tim the Toolman Taylor. Um, <laughs> that was a throwback. <laughs> but yeah, everything else is good. I told you off pod, but I dressed appropriately for the occasion, partially because I came directly from the office. So I'm in my work, my workwear. Yeah. Nicole's wearing a blazer and I'm wearing <laughs> a sports bra and Lulu's and a overshirt because I just went to the gym. So I'm not looking as chic as Nicole, as per. But, but you... today we're talking about work. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I wear this when I'm working from home all the time. Oh, I so I guess yeah. I wear hoodies if I'm brand. working from home. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I just went off into like a deep, uh, like deep thought. Pattern. I did. I um, was yeah. like, cool. Today we're gonna. Today we're going to talk about work and we haven't really ever addressed what we do. Like we've done it in passing. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because this podcast originally was supposed to be about our jobs. Yeah. It was supposed to be a like marketing female career podcast. Your, like, you know, sort of like half, not halfway through, because we're not halfway through our career, but like you're not at the very beginning of your career, but you're sort of like you know, a decade in trying to figure out what it is you're doing and moving into more senior roles. You don't really know what's expected of you. Like it was supposed to be, it was going to be called middle of the funnel. And then we just kind of decided because we're fucking nerds. But I think what we decided is that we were more excited about talking about our personal lives than, than our work. Um, And talking about what's affecting us like on a personal level. So yeah, I guess, the first the first place we should start is like what we actually do. So I am a marketer, like a head of marketing for a B2B research agency. You're a vice president of marketing. Wear the goddamn title and wear it yeah, proudly. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I just got promoted. I'm a VP. So yeah, I have a small team of people that I work with and um, we're split across two brands, which is kind of fun one is a sort of consultancy and then the other is a tech platform so yeah my day is a lot of meetings um I actually run a podcast for my other company so I do interviews for that as well but yeah a lot of internal meetings a lot of making decisions essentially my task with driving pipeline revenue for two brands your agency yeah yeah, but what about you, Cole? Tell tell the listeners. Contrary to popular belief, I am not a professional podcaster. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm I'm kind of similar. So we're both marketers. I um, am a marketing and communications director for a national association here in Canada. So I oversee all of our internal, external communications, all of our marketing channels. I provide oversight to like the marketing and communication for all of our like sub brands. And then Mm. I also oversee our membership and our like CRM digital transformation stuff. But it's uh, a small team, a small company, but 
I like it. I like feeling like what I'm doing has an impact at the end of the day. And I get to work on some cool, cool files. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now too. I think yeah. it's it's like great to be in a place where you still feel like you're learning. So that's exciting. I mean, I think a lot of the people that are listening are probably our age or younger. Or and they're our parents' age. Or they're our parents. Just you could just say they're our parents. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think that one of the most interesting thing, so I mentor a couple of people who are in their early twenties. I think one, the thing that they're always so interested in is like, how did you actually get to where you are? Mm-hmm. Because people think, so like I graduated with an English lit degree. I did my master's because I thought I wanted to be a professor. Clearly didn't. But uh, people always think that like, there's some specific path that you should follow and so when I tell them like oh I did my degree in English lit and then I did my master's and then I like fucked off to Europe for or the UK now for um eight years they're like oh like why what was your sort of career motivation and at the time I didn't really like have one no so it's kind of funny like I I don't know I feel like we should explain how we kind of got to where we are yeah Um, so why don't you start it's not linear like, I kind of just went where the wind blew me for a while. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I have a, an economics degree, um, so not at all related. <laughs> but it's a general Bachelor of Arts, and I'm a firm, firm believer that if you're going to get a degree and work in business in general, I don't think you necessarily have to have a commerce or a business degree. I think a general BA is is sufficient because at the end of the day, it just shows that you can think critically, you can, you know draft essays and perform, you know, anyways, I digress. Um, but while I was in school, cause I think I've mentioned on a previous podcast, I didn't love my degree. I like really wasn't all that loving of the, uh, yeah. courses that I was in and it just didn't come super naturally to me, but I was really invested at a part-time job at a boutique. I was an assistant manager there. And I also worked with this like student run fashion group on campus. I started in my second year with them. I started yeah, designing Nicole was clothes. Be a fashion designer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, can we please throw back though to second year where like you literally had like a full like workstation in your, t- in our tiny, yes. in your tiny room. And we would come in and you'd be like under literally a fabric. Like, huge stack of fabric you'd be yeah. like we'd be like nicole and you're like just in the back and there'd just be like <laughs> stacks of fabric everywhere yeah because you were yeah just, designing clothes just crushing it i i loved it and i grew up my mom made a lot of like my costumes as a kid she made a lot of clothes as a kid even to, like to this day my mom like a few weeks ago she, she's looking for projects to do. And she, I keep sending her dresses. I'm like, could you do this? And she's like, yeah, no problem. So I've got a bunch of new clothes that she's made for me. So that's kind of where I got that from. And I loved it. I loved designing. I loved sewing. I loved creating. Um, and I did three collections. I even had, um, Stacey McKenzie, who is, I think she's on Canada's Drag Race now, but she is like a international model. Mm -hmm. She came to the school for this conference and ended up taking one of my dresses and wore it to an event during Toronto Fashion Week, which was like huge. So So I was very convinced I was going to leave school after like third year, not get my honors degree. I really wanted to pursue fashion or whatever. Didn't end up kind of shaking out that way, which I can circle back to later. But I stayed with the same organization and I ended up overseeing the designers one year and then I was the co- like head of the organization as a whole in my fourth year. And I loved uh, working on events. I loved just kind of being a part and bringing people together. So when I left school, uh, graduated, I stayed in Kingston for the summer. I just worked at the store. I wanted a summer off, really. And then an opportunity presented itself through a family friend to do some contract work for an event company based out west for an event they were having in Ottawa. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I love events. It was conferences. Different. (laughs) Yeah. Different beast. Different. But I helped them. And I actually really enjoyed it. I was like 
they hadn't, they was a very, very, very small company. It was like four people. They had never done social media before. They really hadn't done a ton on like their website. So I got to come in and kind of take over a lot of that. And I ended up, long story short, staying there for five years, too long, truthfully, but overseeing all of their like marketing and sales by the end, like their sponsorship and marketing. And then I knew I was going to move to the the UK uh, and I wanted a little bit of variety on my CD. And also I just wasn't loving what I was doing anymore. So I ended up picking up a contract at a nonprofit doing like project management and marketing for them for eight months before I moved abroad. And I really liked working in the nonprofit space and it was nice to get more. What do you like about nonprofit? It like Other than the fact that like you feel like you are actually contributing to something meaningful. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. It is. And it's like I just the, the vibe is a little bit different. I like feeling like I'm working towards something. I'm not motivated by like how much revenue do I bring in for a company. Like right. as we I'll explain in a yeah. second, not right. what like gets me going. Wish I had known that before I moved to the UK. <laughs> But I, when I moved, I was like, I really want to get into the fashion space. I want to come back to something that I really loved. And I was like, I'm going to be in London. It's a great place to kind of get into it. But I struggled. And you can attest to this. Getting a job in London when you're on a visa is so tough. Like no one would like give me the time of day. Um, I think I probably applied to like a thousand jobs. You applied to so many jobs. Like honestly – Kudos to you because you spent months trying to find. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had big dreams, and it's hard to move somewhere and have these big dreams and be like, okay, like I'm gonna, you know, you're picturing yourself living in some sort of like flat in Notting Hill, like wearing fabulous clothing. You're picturing Emily in Paris, but like London version. Yeah. Right? Like when you move to a new city, that's kind of what you're picturing. Yeah. I picture that. And. That's not the reality no. of living in a new city. And you had to work so hard yeah. to, get your, to get your job. But it taught me some valuable lessons, which I can circle back to, about applying for jobs later, um, like what worked for me and what didn't work. Mm. But I ended up getting hired at a really you know, cool tech company, but they did fashion technology, which was so interesting to me. But I, in order to work there, I – went exclusively into like the business development side of my experience and not the marketing side. And it was just like not a fit. Right. I'm I'm not a, a salesperson. And I kind of struggled, which I think I've alluded to previously. And then I ended up leaving there and I went to work for a, an influencer marketing agency for just under a year. I was still doing business development, but I was working for the agency. So I was getting to like develop decks for brands and do more like outreach and things like that. So it was kind of a step back towards what I wanted, but ultimately, and again, I mentioned this before, I got let go because I just wasn't a good salesperson. (laughs) And then my life kind of blew up. I moved back (laughs) to Canada (laughs) and I took time to really kind of figure out what I wanted to do next. And I looked at my like history of work that I've been doing And I was like, okay, I want to focus exclusively on like the marketing side of my experience. I know I want to work for a nonprofit. And I really just put that out there. I didn't apply for many jobs at all. And one of our mutual friends who is a recruiter sent me a job posting for like a manager role for my current company. And I applied a few weeks later, I got the job after like a few rounds of interviews. And then the rest is history. I've been working there for just over three years now. I got promoted. So now I own my own, not own. (laughs) I oversee my own team. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're mine. And it's, it's, yeah, my like progression is not linear at all, but I, you know, coming back from the UK, I had to really fight to find my career confidence again. And it Mm. was like, being determined in terms of what I knew I wanted and holding myself accountable to like really exclusively looking for that made made all the difference in the world. So that's how I got from like A to Z, but it was like a spirally tornado along the way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think you're definitely not making light of it, like you're being honest, mm-hmm. but 
this is kind of Nicole's equivalent to my body image episode. Like this is was this is like a sometimes a hard thing for you to talk about. So not now, like like, not in terms of like where I'm at now, but like historically. Oh fuck. It was the most trying time of my life. And I mean, again, I don't think you've talked about everything that was happening along the same time as all of this. Yeah. But of course. There was so many other like external factors happening at the same time, like family being sick, people dying around me, immigration issues, relationship issues. I wasn't making much money. So like it's just it was a shit show for for lack yeah. of a better word. But it hindsight is twenty twenty. And I have come to a place where I'm very grateful for that time because of the lessons that I learned. So if I can give any of those lessons today, yeah, as we're going through, well. I will. Yeah. Because it, um, I definitely didn't take the easy way in a lot of uh, my career yeah. stuff. But what about you? Talk about your journey. Because you, I feel like we've talked about you. You've hustled for a long time. And I feel mm. like for you, it was almost this like, kind of slow go for a while and then just this like exponential rise I would say closer to like around 28 yeah I think so when I moved to London so I did my master's at Queen's because Mm -hmm. they were the only university that would give me money so (laughs) I took the money um and yeah I did my master's loved it not because I was like oh I desperately want to do a PhD, but because I was like, okay, like I, now that I've done this, I know that PhD is not in my future. I kind of always had this idea that I wanted to be a copywriter or like work with words in some way. That mm-hmm. was kind of my, my big thing. And my dad who has worked in business his whole life used to say like, you know, you're going to end up like in marketing. Like, I just know like you're going to end up in marketing. And I was like, shouldn't have done. There's no, I'm not. And yeah, sure enough. I moved to London after deciding not to pursue a PhD and got a job in a hostel bar and did like a couple of coffee internships. I don't even know if we've talked about these. Like I did this one internship that was for a nonprofit in the middle of Walworth. Like it was in this like sort of sketchy like nonprofit and I had to write like a whole website for them. I think I earned like six pounds an hour or something. It was like something absurd. And then I got an internship at this tech company and I was the first employee. And then I ended up being there for five and a half, six years. So started out as sort of social, um, it's a market research company. So I ended up writing surveys, but like pop for pop culture, it was like for community engagement. I would have to go into a lot of detail to explain what I'm talking about, but essentially sort of just entry level job in communications. And um, that just kind of like, as we grew, I just started to kind of do everything. So I did the customer service side. I did the sales side. I did the account management side. And so when I left that company like five and a half years later I was basically head of sales um we didn't really have a marketing department and they were trying to get me to stay but the company wasn't doing well and one of our competitors had basically reached out and said like would you be interested in a role in marketing so I switched over to product marketing and content um there ended up in a brand role after a couple of years for them. And then I decided to move home back to Toronto or to Toronto. Yeah. And now I'm working with an agency slash tech company and we, yeah, I'm the VP of marketing. So now I have a more holistic sort of remit. And I think like when, you know, I said, it is quite interesting to talk to Nicole because we have such different things that sort of motivate us. Um, Some of them are similar. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm very outcome-oriented when it comes to, like, and and the outcome being, like, pipeline or, like, generating revenue for a brand. Like, that really excites me. Sometimes I wish it didn't because I find it very stressful. Mm -hmm. But, no, that's definitely the thing that, like, gets me to be creative and makes me care about positioning and copy and, like, yeah makes me excited about the creative aspects of my job because I can see the output. Mm -hmm. 
so yeah that's been really really interesting and I love working for like fast growth like VC backed tech companies like throw all the acronyms at me and I'm and like yeah man I all love of that it. just gives me like PTSD <laughs> from yeah, London totally so we're totally different but I want to explain because I'm not not outcome oriented because I still look at like objectives when I'm doing anything and very data focused to figure out the impact of what we've done it's not just I do like more emotional based marketing and I like more impact based but I do really care about the like performance of things and the outcomes of things just that in my role and because of the type of organization that I work for isn't always Means tied to different. yeah it's not always tied so to what money. would the outcome be what would the outcomes be is it like more members yeah it would be like more members it would be like uh I mean we are like there definitely are more like revenue activities that we do that we're putting more investment behind and more strategy behind but even in terms of like new resources and content that we're creating, just how many people are actually accessing it? How many people are we reaching with this that we're providing this material to so that collectively as an industry, we're getting, you know, better. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I think everyone in marketing, like, no, you don't just get to like, uh, what's not arts and crafts to call us. Yeah. Or like the coloring in department. That's the thing that people say, but like it's no one in marketing just gets to like come into work every day or log on every day and be like, let's just like think about some new positioning or like, why don't we all write a creative story about the, like, that's not what it is, but it honestly has been, I think when I was younger, I kind of thought that's what marketing was. Mm -hmm. And actually the company that I like I found that quite appealing because I all I wanted to do was write. Like I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like I would love to just be able to like be a copywriter and or you know write social copy that's yeah. all just about being funny or pithy or interesting. But yeah, when I was younger, that's why I wanted to work in an agency when I was younger because I totally thought that people just like sat around collaborating on ad campaigns. I was like, um, that sounds amazing. Obviously, there is some of that. <laughs> but not but as much as you would think. No. Yeah. No. So, I mean, we kind of talked about how we got to where we are. But, like, what was kind of the moment that everything clicked for you? That you're like, yeah, I'm where I'm meant to be right now. Not necessarily where I want to be in the long run, but where you recognized I'm where I'm meant to be right now in my career. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting because for me, so I I said I work in tech. I said I work in like the market research space. I mean, I went from wanting to be a copywriter for like these really cool household name brands to absolutely loving what I do now, but never did I think it was going to be market research Mm. or technology. Like the most stressful part of my, of working in sales for me was trying to figure out how to get the pitch deck up on the like I'm not tech oriented at all. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have a research background. Like not that you need to have any of those things. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is it was never about the industry that I was like, Oh wow, this is where I need to be. I think for me, I talked to my therapist about this the other day where we're talking about how there's like this thing in life where you get into like the flow and so it's like a sort of this idea of like tapping into your feminine side of like when you're in the flow you're not overthinking things you're so for me things like being in water reading like really just not over intellectualizing things or you know when my anxiety isn't spiked and that's like the best feeling ever when you're Mm -hmm. kind of just like rolling with it my first job I realized and it's probably not exactly what I'm describing because obviously there's, you know, stress with work and and all of that. But I think I realized I was in the right place when I didn't overthink things and I felt like confident in the room. And I felt like I knew that my point of view, well, maybe it wasn't always right, had merit. 
And I don't think that's really answering your question because it it's doesn't not. really – It doesn't pinpoint the moment. It ex- tells no. me when – like how you felt and like what were the indicators that you knew where you were. But at what point in your career – because we've each – I mean, we both worked through university. We've been out of school for, you know, 12 years now. At what point of the last, you know, decade plus did it click for you? And like it could have clicked multiple times or maybe it hasn't. I think, yeah, I think that the honest answer is probably when I realized that I was unhappy in my previous, my first role. Mm -hmm. Like when I knew I wanted to move into marketing because I knew that I couldn't do a job where I didn't get to be creative. Mm -hmm. I would say, and then obviously there's like the newness of a new role and a new team, but I think it's almost been figuring out what I don't like has almost been more helpful than figuring out what I do like. Like there hasn't been a moment where I'm like, yeah, there hasn't been a moment where I'm like, Oh my God, this is just so perfect. Like that's when I know that I'm, (laughs) yeah, no, there hasn't really been that for me, but it's been like, I can't wake up and do this every day. That's been more helpful for me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. What about you? Uh, It was definitely since moving back to Canada. There's been moments where I've gotten glimpses of maybe feeling like I'm where I'm meant to be in that moment, but honestly, it's it's been in the last few years since I was probably promoted actually, because that was also an acknowledgement of things, but it was I think when I realized it was when I didn't feel like I was in this like fight or flight mode anymore with work. And I felt like my anxiety, like when I was in London, my first job, I would wake up in the morning with panic attacks thinking like I was having a heart attack. I was that stressed out. That's horrible. And it was affecting me mentally. It was affecting me physically. And I think when I realized that like I was safe (laughs) and like not only was I safe, but I was doing well and I was thriving and I was, you know, accomplishing things and, you know, getting recognition for the things that I was putting out was when I kind of was able to take a deep breath and being like, yeah, no, this is – Right now, we're good. How did? What do you think it was? I mean, I'm sure there's many factors, but what do you think it was about your first job in London that made you feel that way? Was it the job or was it where you were at, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. I don't know how much I can actually say. Oh, that's okay. It was people, honestly. Okay. It was – and just I, I wasn't in the right role at all. But it was the it was people around me that exacerbated a situation. And I okay. I know I'm being like vague, but I'm being vague intentionally because No, that's fine. I honestly totally forgot about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it was the people for sure, but and and also the role thing. Like that makes sense. Um the the role did not did not serve you. No, and it makes me if anyone who I work with listens to this, like I really do. And even the people that maybe I have more friction with that I work with, like I respect them and I enjoy working with them. And that I have not had that always in my career. I haven't always worked in a place where there was respect as a baseline. Yeah. So again, it was almost like going through everything that like was absolutely wrong for me to come to a point where you know, you start appreciating it and start really paying attention to what you value and what you enjoy because you spend so much time at work. So you need to really make sure that A, the people you're working with you enjoy and you're not being constantly like your soul sucked out of you. Yeah. And I mean, off pod, like I complain to you sometimes about things (laughs) as like a friend, but like in the grand scheme of things, like I'm pretty happy. So yeah, for sure. What – because I don't want to go too long into this. Like we're already at 35. I know. I think let's let's move to the questions around like climbing the corporate – like basically I think that there's this idea of wanting to climb the corporate ladder being like a bad thing and Mm -hmm. not being – it's just there's it's I guess it's associated in my mind with greediness, like this Mm -hmm. idea of like always wanting more. And I think especially with women – it feels, I don't know, like a negative thing to want more or to like ask for more. Um, And that's a conversation for a whole other episode, most likely. Mm -hmm. But 
I did kind of want to ask you, like, do you see yourself as someone who wants to climb the corporate ladder? Do you care about, you know, getting more senior in your role, having more ownership, more money? Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to say no to more money. Like, (laughs) I do. I definitely think I want to continue climbing. But I had a really interesting conversation with some of our other friends a few years ago, actually. At a certain point, when you hit a certain level in your career, you kind of look around and you're going, you know what? I'm good with this. Because anytime you climb up higher, you have way more on your plate. You have way more responsibility. And some people might just be happy. Like work is not life and it shouldn't be. It should not be your identity. And I've for a long time based a lot of my identity and a lot of my worth in my work. And it's been a – I think I've mentioned this again in a a previous episode, but I'm really working to separate that and focus more on like my life as a whole versus just this like constant cycle of of busyness and getting ahead and doing more and pushing things forward. So I think there's a healthy balance there. I definitely do want to – go to the next level. Like I'd love to go to a VP level at some point. I don't feel like I need to do that right now. Yeah. But it's also not something I'm actively chasing either. I don't know if that's like a a decent answer for you or what you were looking for. No, I think that 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 is a decent answer. Basically you're saying like, yeah, like I do feel like I'm sort of climbing up the ranks, but it's not a huge priority for me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need that to be happy. Like I don't need to be more senior. Yeah. No. Yeah. Makes sense. What about you? I mean, I don't think it should be a, yeah. I mean, I do, but that's a whole nother thing for me and my therapist to dive into because (laughs) I 100% do place like so much of my, I guess, worth on how I'm performing in my job. Mm -hmm. And I do notice that when I'm less excited about work, I'm kind of less excited about life like all the stuff outside of work. And I guess I mean that on like a more regular basis. Like I love to take a vacation. Like I love to like go away or like disconnect. And now that I've figured out how to do that, I I do really enjoy it. I just, on a day-to-day basis, if I'm not excited about work, then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably not in a great mental space. Like, I do find that the two are sort of connected. Well, and typically s- excitement for me is about being super busy, being super hungry for like more. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? You spend so you spend 8 hours plus a day at your job. So if you're not excited about it, if you're not at least happy about it, it's going to be fucking yeah. miserable. So yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I do think both of us have like I'm the same if I'm not feeling like I'm accomplishing things, that's where I need to separate my like self-worth from my job yeah. because it then translates into other areas. Um, and then I, it's just, it's a vicious cycle. But I would say with the your career and stuff, I kind of have gotten more to that like flowy state where it's, I'm comfortable where I am right now. I'm going through mm-hmm. things. I'm going through the motions. I don't feel like I'm forcing things. I feel, you know in like ugh, alignment <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways. No, and I think that's I think that's what I mean. Yeah. I definitely don't mean that everything needs to be like perfect for mm-hmm. me to be in the flow, but it's more just this idea of like vibing with yourself and knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to be like you're in alignment and you can actually like feel confident. Totally. About the things that you're doing or saying and I do typically find that that's when I'm the happiest in my job but yeah I'm greedy as fuck I want to make more money I want to like be really senior I would love to be I don't actually know what I want to be when I grow up I mean I'm 33 gonna be 34 very soon but I don't know exactly where I want to go next Mm -hmm. I don't know if like it's like I want to be a CMO for a big company like I want to you know, be a CEO or I want to start my own company or honestly, I'm really not sure. My boss actually asked me this in my performance review recently. 
but yeah, I, I really don't know. I actually didn't have a great performance review. Like it wasn't horrible, but I ranked more like I ranked more low. Is that how you you ranked lower? Lower. <laughs> oh my god. I just talked about how I did my master's in English. I'm like, more low? Is that, is that how, how you say it? Yeah, but I ranked lower than I thought I would in a couple of things. And I had this like really long chat with my dad, who I said has worked in business for a long time um, on Sunday. And I was saying to him, like, you know, I ranked low on these things. And he was like, it's just so funny how you're learning all the time. He was just kind of like, well, no shit. Like, you just became a VP. You don't know what you're doing. Like you still have training wheels on. Like, don't think that you're just going to excel at absolutely everything Mm -hmm. right from the get-go. And it was such a good reality check to be like, yeah, like, okay. And actually that's a really, I didn't even realize that until I said it out loud, but that's another thing that makes me realize like when I'm in alignment is when I'm learning Mm. because that's exactly why I was like, oh, like I got up um the last couple of days and was like oh my god I feel excited because I know that I'm like learning and I have to work for this Mm. that definitely that's definitely something that gets me up in the morning do you as you were talking one of the things I was thinking about was almost like this idea of a life pie right? Where it's like you have all of these areas of your life. You have your friendships, you have your family, you have your health, you have your like hobbies and passions, you have your career, you have romantic relationships. And I like hate to burst anyone's bubble here, but I don't think you can have perfect balance across everything. I don't think it's possible. And I think that's okay because we're human and something kind of needs to like – because we only have so many hours in a day. We do. And for me right now, I feel like my category when it comes to career is solid. Like right. I have it figured out. I can do my job. That slice. That slice is, is taken care of. Could I push harder and go to the next level and, you know, work myself ragged? I mean, I to be fair, it sounds like I'm lazy. I was in the office on Saturday for six hours trying to get ahead of on things. So we're still working on it. But I feel like that part of my life right now is in a really good place. And I would rather not expend more energy. Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're both marketers and write copy and stuff. And I'm like, can we speak properly? (laughs) I would rather put my energy into like working out or better nutrition or making new friends, dating, hobbies, and things that like bring me creative joy, like this podcast. So I think for me, where things are balance-wise, life pie-wise, like that's settled and I'm not worrying about that tipping the scale right now. So it's not the biggest driver or motivation for me in my life at present. Right. Yeah. Other times in my life, maybe more, but. No, totally. And I think that that's a really, that's, everything is relational, right? Mm -hmm. Like the amount of energy, you don't have an infinite amount of energy. Mm -mm it's finite and you need to figure out where you want to put it. I think that historically I sometimes have put way too much of my energy into work. Yeah. And I think that that's something we touched on it a little bit in our most recent episode, but like lessons learned, like, fuck me, like don't spend your whole twenties working. No experience. Yeah. Do stuff like have fun. I mean, do what? Yeah. Just don't. I think that, especially these days or maybe not especially maybe it's always been the case Mm -hmm. I'm sure my parents would disagree with especially these days but I do think that there's this crazy amount of pressure to like get an amazing job once you leave university or once you leave high school and I don't know there's a lot to be said about working up and I learned so much from working hard but I spent way too much time thinking about how much people thought I was working instead of just focusing on the output. Like you don't need to stay until 8 PM. Yeah. And if you do, if there's a culture at your company that is forcing you to do that, then you're probably not at the right company because it should be about what you do as opposed to like how hard it looks like you're working. Totally. One of the things too, that I think has helped me get to where I am and made me better at what I'm doing now is the fact that my 
career history isn't linear. I worked across multiple industries. I worked across multiple countries and I worked in multiple roles. And I think having, even though I wasn't great at it, having a sales background makes me a better marketer, makes me a better communicator and makes me put, you know, my member or my, my user or my audience first in a lot of ways. And so if I was going to give advice to anyone starting out of their careers, it's really be selfish about gathering as much experience as you can when you're young. Like, and like figure it out, like try, fail, get back up quickly. And to me, that's been really helpful. And I don't know if I had had this like very linear progression, A, would I be as stimulated or B, what sort of like professional would I be today? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good advice, Cole. I think um, you can go that route. You can also go the route of me, which is do lots of different roles in one industry. Yes. And then you know a ton of stuff about the industry. Oh, you're like an expert. It's insane. Yeah, I'm a market research queen. But yeah, no, I think that's a good piece of advice too. Like you can shift around quite a bit if you're an expert when it comes to a category. So that's a a good way of approaching it. And then the only the other thing I would say before I ask you my final question, I don't know why I'm now like the chair of the podcast, but one other thing I would say is hindsight, as Nicole said, is 2020. You can come up with a story about your CV after. Like do what feels right. Go with your gut. Like if you are moving from a marketing role to like I don't know, a strategy or social media or explain your motivation or a sales role. Like you can, you can come up with that story later. You don't need to worry so much, especially when you're early on in your career. You don't need to worry so much about that. But don't lie. Do not lie on your CV. No, don't lie. Don't lie. And if you don't know how to do something, be honest about that. Like you, even when you, I think when you started at this company that you're at now, you because again, you were taking on more of a holistic role. There was a part of marketing that you just don't have as much experience in. And you were honest about that with them. Oh, totally. So when I joined, I mean, yeah, because basically the only reason I even got an interview for this role, I think was because I, well, I reached out to them, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they 100% were like, oh, she's worked in SaaS market research doesn't even matter what that is but I'd worked in one category for 10 years and they were like wow what an amazing candidate mm-hmm. but there was this huge part of this sort of digital marketing role that I I've never done digital marketing I've never set up a Facebook ad I've never set up an Instagram ad and I literally in my first interview said I've not done any of these things and you should know like can I speak to what messaging would work yes can I coach someone who knows how to do those things sure but I you can't hire me and expect me to be able to do those things. And I think that actually made me more genuine to, that wasn't really why I was doing it. I'm just an anxious person, but like, (laughs) I think it it did show them that I was genuine Yeah, and that like, you know, I didn't want to fuck them over essentially. No, transparency is key. And as a manager now, I'd rather someone be honest with me about their own limitations or their own needs. And like, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and also like, be honest if you're willing to learn something too, right? Totally. Like if you're like, oh, I'm interested in it and I'm, I'd happily, if someone could show me how to do it, I'd happily do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't currently know how to do it. Yeah. That's far better. Totally. And I will say the moral of like this little section we just talked about, talking about, you know, no matter how you approach your career, each little step doesn't define exactly where you're going to end up. So if there's a misstep off of your, you know, career history, if you switch industries, if you switch roles, if you get let go, if something doesn't go perfectly to plan, don't be anxious. Like there's not one road to success or one road to a director, a VP, a president, whatever that level is. There's not one road to that. Um, So please don't stress and feel like, don't stress and feel like you can't get where you want to go because you've had a career messed up. Yeah, totally. I'm going to ask you one more question because we're like way over time. Immediately now. 
who knew that we would love talking about work? Who knew? My last question, because I've already answered it, is do you know what you want to be in like five, ten years time? Um, I don't. I'm still figuring that out. I don't want to, but I do know I don't want to be one thing career-wise. I don't want to just have a nine-to-five job. I want to have something else for myself um, alongside that. So that's all I know about right now and I'm still sorting through it. But I think – I was actually speaking to someone today, my friend date because she's a recruiter uh, and she kind of asked me what I would want to do next and – I don't want to go government. I don't want to necessarily go tech. Like that's not something that interests me, but I'd be interested in more of like, I do think I would like my next role to have um, experience in a larger company because a lot of what I've done thus far in my career is, is in, you know, very small. I think the biggest company I worked at was 180 people, um, which is, I guess, midsize, I guess. I don't know. So that's, I think, where I'd like to go. But ultimately, I would like to have a little bit more freedom in my life and have a bit more ownership outside of, you know, just collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Well, I think this is great. Wherever you end up, you're going to be fantastic. Oh, the places you'll go. Oh, the places you'll go. (laughs) Yeah, this was really interesting. I mean, if there's any particular part of career or our experience that you want us to explore then let us know yeah Um, or if you have career questions for us yeah yeah send them in and we'll be back next week please subscribe to us wherever you get your pods (laughs) um we love you bye coley bye mugs bye